was it the owner himself or herself really making this thing successful or does this thing actually have legs? Got it. Is it going to work in a different city, different demographic, different community, different financial area, right? And so step number one is you want to prove the concept. Hey friend, are you ready to go on a deep dive into what it takes to scale an empire from a single golden location? Well, good news. I have the man, the myth, the legend that is going to show you how to do that, Pedros Koulian. Yes, Pedros. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Empire Podcast. I'm Craig Ballantyne, and you are? Pedros Koulian. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So listen, man, you have scaled Fit Body Bootcamp into hundreds of locations around the world. Yeah. It all started with one golden nugget, uh, one golden idea. You had multiple gyms back in the day. So why don't we just talk through this yeah. about, all right, you've got one successful location. People out there have one successful location, whether it is a tailor shop or whether it's a, a restaurant or whether it's a gym, and they want to go bigger. Sure. So what's the first step? Yeah, you know, the very first step is to prove the concept. Anytime you want to scale, you want to prove the concept. So just because you have one location, that just pretty much means that it's dependent upon you. Got and it. we both know that when you're the entrepreneur, you've got the passion, you've got the zest, you've got the work ethic, you can make anything work just by simple, sheer willpower. Mm -hmm. The question is, can you scale it to a second and third location? And when we're talking scaling, we're talking mass levels here, right? We're yeah. talking about like 600 locations like we have with Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, there's a great, there's a great um, ice cream store here in Chino Hills was their first one. They opened one in Cerritos now, and I think they've got a third one opening up. Here's their model. So I'm, I'm, it's a great topic right here. So afters is an ice cream shop, but first of all, when you're gonna scale anything, you have to go, what's unique about me, mm -hmm. right? What's unique about me? Well, afters takes a donut, a beautiful glazed, yummy donut, slices it in almost all the way in half, right? Puts a scoop of your favorite ice cream in there and hands it to you. So you're eating a donut ice cream sandwich. Now tell me that's not emotional. That's amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so they simplified the model where it's just donut, but it's always a glazed donut, but your choice of many different ice creams. Mm -hmm. So that immediately made them different than Creamistry. It made them different than Cold Stone Creamery different than Baskin Robbins. Mm -hmm. Now, one location, great, Chino Hills, affluent area, they're from the area, it worked. Mm -hmm. But before they can even scale to thinking franchises, they're now opening up effectively uh, kind of test subject stores, right, that they're running. And you wanna prove the concept that, all right, was it the owner himself or herself really making this thing successful, or does this thing actually have legs? Got it. Is it gonna work in a different city, different demographic, different community, different financial area, right? And so step number one is you want to prove the concept. And that's, this is what we do with Fit Body Bootcamp. We knew that fitness bootcamps were doing well outdoors, but there was a lot of limitations. The weather, right, which means it's seasonal, unless you're in California or Florida, it was seasonal. Uh, because it's outdoors, you couldn't really use a lot of fitness equipment, and so you're limited to what you can do. And because it's outdoors, you can't really charge what you could charge if it was in a beautiful fitness studio environment that had all these equipment, right? And so I knew that there was three big glaring problems. Those were the three. Well, what if we move it indoors like I had with my personal training gyms? Mm -hmm. 
But everyone I would talk to, you know, no, 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 boot camps are just a trend, it's a fad, it's, it's something that personal trainers do on the side to make a little extra money. No one really looked at it as a legitimate business. So effectively, I was the guy that said, well, I'm gonna take this donut, cut it in half, and put a scoop of ice cream in it and right. see if it works. And so, and we, then sell those people boot camp memberships. Yes, because exactly. They'll need it after eating all the ice cream. They will absolutely need it afterwards. And you know, speaking of which, we should start partnering with Afters, the, the ice cream <laughs> joint. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, note to self. Yeah. And, and and so what we did is we opened up our first location in Costa Mesa. Then we t found some of our best trainers within there. Mm -hmm. So kind of step two is you find your best trainers who have as close to your passion and enthusiasm and work ethic. And you go, hey, look, I'm going to fund location two, three, and four, and you're going to run two, you're going to run three, you're going to run location four. Does it still work in different communities that you're not running, right? If the answer is yes, then you're ready to scale. Okay, so you've almost kind of answered my first question, which is, who do you need in place first? Is it you know the store manager? Is it is a salesperson? Is it an operations person? What do you need in order to go to multiple locations? Well, what you need to do is you need to replace yourself. And the number one thing you're gonna you do probably if you're a one location store is you make the sales and mm -hmm. you do the marketing. So you go, all right, who am I gonna get? And basically, in our Fit Body Bootcamp locations, we call them um, location managers. Their job is to run the marketing campaigns and get those leads and convert them into paying clients. And then the trainers deliver the coaching and the results and our assistants, our admins, make sure the clients are paying, they're caught up on their payments, they're not missing sessions. If they are, they're being texted and called and reminded to come in. And so the very first person you have to replace is yourself, the person who does the marketing, lead generation and selling. And they have to be as good as you or better. Here's why, when you're going to location two now, you're walking into an unpredictable environment. You're stacking the odds in your favor the best you can by checking the demographics. Do people here like ice cream? Or in my case, do they, do, do they, can they afford workout, workouts? Um, do they have the reality in our world is, is, there, is the female population high enough for a Fit Body Bootcamp to go into this area? Check, check, check. Well, now, in case my manager quits, in case that area was not a good area, what am I gonna do if the poop does hit the fan. And so you gotta start thinking of contingencies. Yeah, you're gonna hire a manager who knows how to lead generate and sell, but you're gonna create systems in place. And here at Fit Body Bootcamp, we call that the alien abduction manual. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us in here, myself included, and the team members behind the cameras and everyone upstairs has an alien abduction manual. It's a three ring binder, and we also back it up, redundancy on Google Docs, on every single thing we do, passwords to accounts, uh, how we answer the phone, the top 20 most frequently asked questions, if they're in support, both via email and phone, um, how do we deliver the coaching to our clients so that if someone got abducted by an alien, mm -hmm. that we can find someone who's got the talent, plug them in, and within 24 to 48 hours go, here's their, their manual, they should be able to deliver 80% of the results. Got it. So you hire the talent, but then you create the alien abduction manual as a fail safe. Awesome, awesome. So just changing gears a little bit, what are some of the businesses that have scaled and scaled rapidly that you like and that you're learning from on a regular basis that you say, aha, in this industry, even though it's not the same as mine, here are some big lessons I can take away, whether it's from a restaurant. Um, and it could be from one that actually is making mistakes, like Chipotle now is making mistakes and you know some other fitness franchises have made mistakes. So who are you looking yeah. and learning from right now? You know, funny you say that because every month I do a, a study on two franchises. One that's failed, yep. one that's been successful. Okay. And so I'll give you an example. And by the way, they're outside of my, in some are in my industry, some are outside. One that I did uh, 
probably about four months ago was Curves, yep. right? I mean, Curves really is serving the market that Fit Body Bootcamp is serving. So for all intents and purposes, Curves should not have gone to 13,000 locations and then collapse upon itself. In uh, mid-2006, they were just over 13,000 locations worldwide, and now they're under like 2,000 locations. The reason for that is, and this is what I want to, I want to research, like, why, are they, why did they go under? What happened? How can I make sure this never happens to us? Is they had a program that didn't deliver results. Oh. It created an environment where female clients can come in and work out together in a community. So it created the aerobics class environment, yep. but with exercise equipment, mm -hmm. but people were not getting the results and the price point wasn't high enough. Ironically, Curves wasn't charging enough to hire personal trainers to deliver the results. Right, the people just walked in and did the thing. Yeah, yeah, there was like some, like an admin there who, you know, turn on the cassette tape yeah. or CD and you know the music plays and it's like, hey, rotate stations. Got it. But at the end of the day, you need a human to high five you, say your name. Hey, welcome, Craig. Hope you're having a good day. How are the kids? How's that knee? I know your knee was hurting. That's what creates the community as well. Hey, Craig, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Come on, let's see if we can get you to push yourself a little harder. Because if we're not getting results, even if we're only paying $49 a month, mm -hmm. we're gonna stop going. Sure. People sign up to a gym to get results not to have access to equipment. So even though we charge more, 147 to 197 a month, our coaches deliver results, they know you by first name, we always break the touch factor with every single client every single day, and we do the follow-up, we keep them in a private Facebook group. By doing all these things, we really keep them engaged and making sure they get results. And so if they're getting results, so I did that study, and I go, okay, this is why Curves failed, we're gonna make sure our clients get results, they feel loved, understood, and appreciated, right? Awesome. So what are some of the other obstacles to scaling, aside from some personnel obstacles that you just described there, but what are some other obstacles? Is it real estate? Is it, is it luck? Is it really having that culture built in? It is three things. It's culture, yeah. systems, and leadership. Okay. And again, when you're a one-person show, you may not be a great leader, but by virtue of enthusiasm and, and this will of success, yeah. you're going to make it. Yep. That doesn't mean that you're a great leader and it certainly doesn't mean you have great systems in place. Or that you can open a second location. Or the, exactly. And, and, I, and I say that because I was that guy. Remember, yeah. I'm, I'm writing a book on leadership right now called Man Up because I had to man up and become an effective leader, get clarity on my vision, and build a high performance team around me to finally scale Fit Body Bootcamp to its greatest potential. Right. Up until then, Fit Body Bootcamp was struggling. It was on the deathbed, you know this, and I was constantly taking its pulse. Is this thing gonna die or what? Right, in 2011 and 12 and 13. And so, you have to become a great leader. And so because I was in the business myself and I was doing the selling, I was doing the marketing, looks like we were growing. But the moment that I started going, oh my gosh, we're growing big, I need to get a new sales person on board, I need to outsource my marketing. Well, I didn't have vision to tell my sales reps uh, what we're looking for by way of selling, how to sell the clients or the prospects into franchise locations. I didn't have the correct vision to work with the marketing guys. And so I just said, you know, here's our fan page, go market, we need leads. But they were just getting us leads who were unqualified and I really didn't understand and didn't want to communicate well to them. And the bottom line is leadership is issue number one. Culture is two. You have to get the entire team and clients behind you on your vision. Because if your clients go or your customers say, you know what, you're leaving to open up location two, three, four, and five, we're now the redheaded stepchild, you don't care for us? You know, that's not the case. I have a vision of helping 100 million people worldwide by the year 2025. For that to happen, I must open more locations mm -hmm. worldwide because through all those locations, I'm gonna be able to train people worldwide. 
and they go, oh, wow, I want to be part of your 100 million person vision. Oh yeah, that works. Right? So that's the culture, the vision. You got to get your team and your clients behind you. Otherwise, you go to open up location two, they just look at it that you're going to greener pastures and you're leaving us behind. Yeah, and I can speak to that vision thing and, and mission thing because when I started turbulence training and started the turbulence training certification in 2011, as soon as I said that I wanted to help a million people transform their lives, I would get emails from strangers around the world. How can I help? How can I be a part of this? And it goes back to the old saying that people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so when you build that culture and vision together through your leadership, then you're able to attract those people, attract opportunity, and attract the ability to replicate and scale. Yeah, that's exactly right. And of course, the third thing is, and it's not a sexy thing, man, it's systems. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always say, break the word system down. It's save yourself time, effort, and money. That's right. what system stands for as far as I'm concerned. But nobody wants to create the systems because your job isn't to run the business. Your job is to run the systems. The systems run the business. And so you've got to have marketing systems, admin systems, coaching systems. What happens when a pull-up bar is broken? What happens when Vanilla ice cream is out. Your vendor says vanilla ice cream is out. What do you do? Do you replace it with chocolate or do you replace it with strawberry? You probably replace it with the next best seller. Do you have a system in place so that when you have a 16 year old high school kid going, oh, vanilla's out, do they just leave that bin empty or do they fill it up with the next best seller? Without the systems in place, you now have an empty bin while you're opening up location two, three, and four and location one is starting to tank. Right. See, normally we don't see it though until it's already on fire and now we're trying to put the fire out, right? Right. But it's so, not a sexy thing to make systems and so people always begrudgingly make a system. Right, because that's where probably most of these really great businesses that could scale and could replicate start to just get stuck and spinning their wheels because they get you know one step forward and then they have to go back and fix the next one yeah. and then they get one step forward and they have to go back yeah. and fix another one, right? And by the way, each time that happens, you just described the perfect scenario. One step forward, go back and fix. One step forward, go back and fix. Each time you go back and fix, it's like you take a, another layer of patience off and soon you start losing your patience, mm. your sanity, your relationship, your health, your mindset. It, you, it starts chipping away at you because each time you have to come back to fix this, you, you feel defeated, you feel like an imposter. And so why not fix it first? I always tell people, you wanna know if you have systems in place? Go away on a one month vacation. That way you can come back from your vacation if they go, boss, the place is on fire, we need you. <laughs> Instead of signing- you come back and it's burned to the ground. Right, right. Instead of signing a lease across town, building it out, hiring a staff, and then going, oh my gosh, location one is on fire, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Go away on a one month vacation. If you can go away and come back a month later and the place is still running, sustaining, growing, congratulations, you've created systems, replicated at the next location. So that is like the litmus test. Like how am I gonna figure out if my great idea here can go to multiple locations is do all of those things, leadership, culture, and systems, and then disappear. Disappear. Okay. And if you can disappear from your one location, come back and it's actually growing and evolving and, and actually delivering results. Dude, I'll come back into this building after, like you and I are leaving tomorrow to go speak at an event for three days. I'll come back and there'll be new systems in place that are generating us more money, making us more efficient. Mm -hmm. I put the time in finally when I manned up to become a better leader and create those systems or at least to create the people, bring on the people to help me create the systems. And now I can go away and come back and the place is always better. If I go away and come back and it's the same or less, I'm an ineffective leader. I must tend to my garden. 
Uh, interesting. And so I think that we'll wrap up here on a big lesson is that when we started off this conversation, we were talking about replicating a business. But at the end of the day, it's about replicating people, right? It's replicating people. And to that point, I, I, I do want to stress one more thing to our viewers and listeners here, which is you, you got to be patient, man. I know the ego wants multiple locations. I'm going to give you a great example here and then, and then I'll let you wrap it up here. We have, um, I've got a client and he does, actually Stephen Hadley. Yeah. You know him. He does about $80,000 a month uh, from his Fit Body Bootcamp location. So he's one, one of our location. friends. One location. Daphne, Alabama. Now, we, we've got this other client who goes, hey, man, um, I want to open up multiple locations. Well, why do you want to open up multiple locations? I want to make, you know, $80,000 a month. And I figure each one, if I open up four, each one can make twenty grand a month. I go, you do realize Stephen Hadley has one location and he's making $80,000 a month. Going back to what you always say, he uses every part of the pig. Oh, yeah. Right? He sells supplements. He sells gear. He does the Fit Body Forever program for the aging adults and baby boomers. And he is maximizing and he's constantly pumping out transformation, uh, uh, before and after pictures, transformation stories, always delivering value to the community. So he is the highest priced service, which means higher profit margins, right? And he only has one location, one team, one set of clients to worry about. So he, he only has one set of overhead. That's it, yeah. that's it. This other guy did not want to listen to my advice. The ego took over in that I'm a multi-location owner yeah. and I got multiple teams and multiple clients and I, I'm in four parts of the, of the city. And today he's struggling and it's an unfortunate thing because you got four leases, you got four team members, managers, you have four franchise agreements. Right. Now I'm willing to help him with his franchise agreements, but I don't think his landlords are willing to let him out of his five-year lease. Right. And so he's screwed. Yeah. Well, he's not screwed because now the team has jumped on board, our team and his team, and we're making him into a better leader. But what if you put the ego aside and you said, I'm just going to focus on this one location, make it into a Stephen Hadley location where it's making $70,000, $80,000 a month, dial in my system so hard that I can go away for a month and come back, and it's still working, and then go to location two. So patience, and with the put the ego aside and you will truly succeed. Patience with your people, that's how you replicate and scale your business, build an empire. Thanks for listening to the Empire Podcast Show. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, share it with your friends, and give us a rating. We'd really appreciate that. And make sure to go to empirepodcastshow.com to watch the videos as they come out.